Hey lifers, this is Heather Drew and this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. Today is episode 20 and this episode is called The Four Parts of Everything. I have the window open so if you're hearing birds and trucks, that is what's happening. You're not imagining it. I hope you guys enjoy actually, enjoy those sounds actually. I thought I'd um, add that little feature <laughs> instead of doing something in isolation in my basement, I thought maybe it'd be nice to sit in my, in my right side up room, record it with the window open. So hope you enjoy it. Okay. Today I want to talk about the four parts of everything. And you might not know what the heck I'm talking about. So the first time I encountered, this is not like a thing that you don't know about. This is kind of a my take on, you know, the world, the way the world works. So this is original. This is new. This is not something you should know already, or like you haven't been missing out, I guess. But what's really cool is that actually you already know what it is. I'm just putting a name on it. I'm just putting words onto it. So, um, I'm going to start out by talking about what the four parts of everything are. And then I'm going to give you an a few examples And then I'm going to talk about why this matters. So the reason that I I first want to start with why I'm talking about this um, so that you can immediately start applying this to wherever you're at at the moment um, in your life. So it's May. Today's May 1st. And for whatever reason, I have a theory that in May, stuff happens like in the springtime this is a thing where people start feeling really ramped up in a certain way. And, um, I don't know how that shows up for different people. Everybody's different sort of how it shows up, but there's this sort of ramping up and that's what spring does to us. That's very normal, natural reaction to the changing of season seasons and the transitions of weather and things like that. But think about not just weather seasons, but also seasons of life. For whatever reason, in the spring, we tend to transition between this hibernation state of winter into the frolicking of summer and the warm weather and things like that. So spring is kind of this transition season. Now, some of you who are listening to this might not have four seasons, and that's fine. But you can probably relate this back to whatever, um, you know, the end of the school year for whatever reason, even if you're not in school, um, or even if you go to live in a place where school happens all year round, you probably know what I'm talking about as far as there's a season of change and transition. And I think we're in it right now. A lot of my clients have been talking about transitions being really hard and things ending and, you know, graduating from grad school or college or high school. And it's just such a, it's a very uh, disruptive event. You know, it's to transition in this way can be very disruptive in a lot of ways, exciting and mixed, sure, but different, right? So the four parts of everything, this is why I want to talk about this, because I think, I hope it will really serve you in the midst of your own transitions right now, whatever those are. And maybe that's a loss, or maybe that's 
just a change, you know, not everything, not all change is bad, but, um, I think it's always mixed to some degree, right? So the four parts of everything, what are they? What are these four parts? The first part is the beginning, the creation or the birth of something. The second part is the sustaining or the duration of the, of the event or thing. The third part is the end, the destruction, or the death. And the fourth part is the residence or the reverb. So the four parts, beginning, creation, birth, two, the sustaining or the duration, three, the end, the destruction or the death, and four, the resonance or the reverberation or the ripple, I like to say. I'm sure some of you, many of you who are listening to this have heard me say the ripple like a million times because that's what I call it. So those are the four parts. So um, right now you're probably thinking, hmm, okay, you're probably thinking of a specific thing or event or part of life and you're applying this like already because that's what we do. We take we take things into the mind and we already start to work them through like dough. And um, so you're already probably thinking of something. But this is true of, I would argue that this is true of everything in life. But what's interesting is that we often don't talk about the fourth part. We often believe or live out of believing or something like that, like this belief that the third part is actually the end, that the destruction or the ending is actually the last bit of something. But I'm here to convince you, hopefully, or invite you into considering that the fourth part is potentially the most important part and probably In most cases, I can't think of a situation where it's not the longest part. So um, I'm going to do a very practical example of this. I have this little, I'm going to hopefully, I'm going to take a picture of this and uh, probably post it on this, uh, this episode. But I have this little singing bowl, which is used in a lot of Eastern countries. Um, A lot of monks use it to pray or to um, close off prayer times or something like that. And um, it's a very, it's sort of like a contemplative tool. But it's this little bowl. It's a metal bowl. And mine is very tiny. It's very cute. It's probably, you know, two and a half inches in diameter or whatever. Uh, it's very cute. And then it has this little wooden, uh, mallet, I guess you could say. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's, it's like a stick with a blunt end to it. And there are two different ways of ringing this bell, but for the sake of this podcast episode, I'm going to ring it a specific way. And I want you to consider when I ring this bell, Uh, the four parts of the ringing of this bell. Okay, ready? Here we go. If you're wearing earphones, don't worry, this won't be super loud, but it's going to be a bell. (laughs) So just brace yourself in case you're driving your car or something. Okay, ready?
I probably should have shut the window before I rang that. The bus just went by. So let's talk about that for a second. So before I rang the bell, I was, I'm holding the, I'm holding the bell. It sits on this cute little, this little pillow so that my fingers don't dampen the sound. And, um, before I rang the bell, I picked up the bell and the little pillow and the mallet and I pulled back the mallet in preparation for ringing the bell. That's part one, maybe. Actually, I don't even know how to decipher this, truly. So number two is this, like, is this, um, is the hit itself, this sustaining or the, the happening, the duration, the during, is the actual strike of the bell. Um, this happens so instantaneously with a bell ringing, the one, two, and three happen basically instantaneously. So it's like the, it begins, happens, and ends all at once. But what did you hear? Did you hear the beginning, the during, and the end? Or did you hear the resonance of the ringing of the bell itself? Have you ever thought about that? Like when you hear a bell ringing, you're not actually hearing the strike necessarily. You're here, you hear the strike very instantaneously, but then it's over just as soon as it begins basically. And the thing that we hear is actually the resonance itself, right? We don't think about these things very often. Well, I do, apparently. <laughs> so I want to invite you into talking about, thinking about these things also, because I think this applies. This is when I, this is one of these things where it's like secrets in plain sight. It's these enchanted aspects of life that we rarely pay much attention to. So this bell um, is just a practical example of uh, this, the four parts of everything. So I think when we think about, um, well, here, let me say this. I think people have a really hard time with endings. I, I certainly do. I have a really difficult time with uh, change endings. They're just difficult for me. I get very emotional. I grieve deeply. Um, I just tend to hold on to them probably longer than the majority of people around me who have experienced the same ending. And um, that's just my personality. It's just part of who I am. But what's interesting is that I, I've thought recently, and this is why this is so useful for me, this topic, this four parts of everything topic, is because I don't think that an ending or a destruction of something or a death of something is as final as it feels. So um, remember Alanis Morissette from the 90s? I know. Dig back in the brain catacombs. Uh, you've probably actually heard her. They still play her on the radio and stuff like that. And some people still listen to her. But I actually have one of her, one of her songs is one of my favorite songs. And it's called Thank You. It's a very interesting song. Um, it's one of the lines in it that made me think, start thinking about this is this four parts of everything is where she says, how about not equating death with stopping? Um, 
And so that that's why I'm thinking about this, because I think we consider the ends of things, the ends of things, like it is, it just abruptly stops. But the duration is just part of it. And the ending is not the ending. The real juicy, uh, substantive part of most events, I would argue, even though it doesn't feel like it necessarily, is the resonance of something or the reverberation or the ripple effect. The reason that I say ripple is because imagine that you're at a lake and it's totally still, it's like glass, and then you throw a rock into it on your side of the lake and say there's like some leaves on the opposite side. Let's say pond because you wouldn't be able to see the other side of a lake probably. So um, like I was up in the Adirondacks one time and there was this little like pool of beautiful pool of water that looked like glass and there was leaves on the opposite side and I threw a rock in it. And where I threw the rock, obviously there was a splash and there was ripple and there was like some tiny little you know, waves, but it didn't, it took a little while for the leaves on the other side to move, to feel the impact of me throwing a rock in the water. And that's how this works. So I don't, maybe you can think of an example. Um, think of something where maybe some, let's take the positive route here for a second for the sake of gratitude, practicing gratitude. Um, think of a person who has impacted you deeply in your life and think about how long you knew that person. Maybe you still know them, but for the sake of this exercise, try pick somebody in your past who you don't have a lot of contact with anymore. So when you knew that person, you knew them for a certain period of time, right? Like you met them. That was the first part. Uh, the second part was while you related, that was like the duration of your relationship the ending is when you separated or moved away from each other or your relationship changed in some way. The fourth part is what you're experiencing still to this day. You are feeling the ripples. You are living out the integrated resonance of that relationship that was meaningful to you. What's also interesting is that with positive relationships, relationships that mean a lot to us, we often don't think about the bad things as much as we think about the good things. So that's another kind of little side effect of resonance. So to be unshaped by someone to like end the ripple period, it takes work actually to be unshaped by someone or an event, an experience of our lives, whether it's positive or negative right? But to be unshaped by something or someone takes work. It's very difficult to extract meaningful resonance, integrated resonance or reverberation of something that impacted you. So on the negative side of this, grief, loss, things that you wish had not happened, those apply to this, you know, this negative something or negative event or relationship. 
There are things in our lives that we wish had not happened because we still feel the ripple effects of that and the resonance of those events. And maybe they're keeping us small. Maybe they are keeping us in hiding or in a fearful state. Or on the opposite side, kind of like I said with this relationship, um, you know, one of my friends, Janine, she was doing these random acts of kindness and she, one of the things on the list of things that she was doing on the random acts of kindness list was to write to a teacher who's impacted you to say thank you. So that really got me thinking about this. Like our teachers tend to really impact us deeply, especially because we don't always see the worst parts of them (laughs) because we don't live with them on a daily basis. But, um, but it's just kind of cool to think about, you know, how people have shaped you. I'm going to shut the door now because somebody's sawing outside or something. I don't know. Oh, no, nope, seems like they're done. Okay, great. I think my neighbor's working on a project outside. So anyway, I think you get my point. But I think you just, I want to invite you to think about um, endings that you might be coming up on or changes, or transitions, or commencements, (laughs) or whatever, these events of our lives that we feel are endings. You know, we say commencement for graduations because, you know, colleges and schools love to say, like, this is the beginning of a new thing. But it is, actually. It's not just the beginning of a new thing, but it's also the beginning of the fourth part of this thing. It's the beginning of the resonance. You can't hear the resonance. You can't feel the resonance of something until it has ended. Uh, If you practice yoga, a perfect example of this is when you're in bridge pose or when you're in upward facing bow, which is like a, you know, it's like a, really deep back bend, basically like you're on your hands and your feet. That's what upward facing bow is. And bridge pose, your feet are pressing into the ground and your shoulders and your head are resting on the ground, but your hips are lifting and your heart's lifting. And when you lay back down, when you exhale and you lower back down to the floor, it's like your body is resonating with that shape. Literally, like you can feel resonance from this back bend in your body. You can't feel it until the shape is different, until you stop doing that shape. You can't feel the resonance of all that happened to you in a relationship during the relationship until it ends. And then you feel the resonance and the ripple. So while we think that endings are bad, they're kind of necessary While we think of death as bad, we have to make our peace with it by considering that the death of something necessitates the birth of something else and necessitates the resonance of this thing that has just ended, which again, I would argue is the most important part. It's the part that impacts us the most. It's the part that goes the deepest. It's the part that lasts the longest in a lot of ways. And, um, that we spend the most time thinking about. 
So the next time you have an ending or a transition coming or a change coming, you might feel afraid. And trust me when I say I am with you on this. I sat in a room with 11 of my friends this weekend who I've been going through this teacher, tra- this yoga teacher training with. And it was just like the first night when we met that, we, you know, we were sitting in a circle just like the first night we all met. And it hit me that it was ending. We only have two weeks left. And I obviously, I cried because that's what I do. I'm a very skilled crier. And I just, it was very poignant. It was very deep and heavy, but I thought to myself, I immediately wanted to put into practice, like this really matters. This ending is not equated with stopping and whatever, what this is, is so much bigger than this room and these people in this room with me, um, because of how it's impacted me. And that's what things are for. (laughs) They're for impact, right? So the invitation to you this week is think about something that's ending or changing for you. And instead of automatically grieving the ending of something or grieving the loss of something, lean into the fourth part of this event, this relationship, this experience, this important thing. And listen to the ripple, listen to the reverb, right? Listen to the bell. I'm going to ring the bell again, right? Listen to that reverb. It's sweet sound. And maybe it's bittersweet sound to some degree, whatever that holds, but pay attention and listen to it because it's really important. It's what the whole thing was about from the beginning. It's what it's there for. My blessing to you is literally a blessing. One of the reasons that I do this blessing is that um, at the end is because I think we, I like to say there's a lost art of blessing in Ireland and, you know, lots of Celtic, like Scotland and Ireland, Celtic cultures have this very big focus on blessing. It's kind of this like anointing. It's this covering with oil. So it's kind of like, especially in this, when, as we think about endings, it's like ending something and then sort of coating yourself with it, letting it wash over you and paying attention to the feeling of it washing over you has a lot to do with the fourth part. It's this beginning of the fourth part in some ways. So um, I will read this blessing from a book that is absolutely one of my favorite books. It's called the To Bless the Space Between Us. It's this whole book of blessings by an Irish poet called John O'Donohue, who actually passed away into, into resonance. He passed into resonance, into the eternal ripple um, just a few years ago. And I read David White a lot. David White and John O'Donohue were best friends. And you'll hear similarities when I read this. <laughs> All right, so this is this blessing is from the Beyond Endings chapter of his book on blessings. And this blessing is called The Inner History of a Day. No one knew the name of this day. Born quietly from deepest night, it hid its face in light, demanding nothing for itself, 
opened out to offer each of us a field of brightness that traveled ahead, providing in time ground to hold our footsteps and the light of thought to show the way. The mind of the day draws no attention. It dwells within the silence with elegance to create a space for all of our words, drawing us to listen inward and outward. We seldom notice how each day is a holy place where the Eucharist of ordinary happens, transforming our broken fragments into an eternal continuity that keeps us. Somewhere in us, a dignity presides that is more gracious than the smallness that fuels us with fear and force, a dignity that trusts the form a day takes. So at the end of this day, we give thanks for being betrothed to the unknown and for the secret work through which the mind of the day and wisdom of the soul becomes one. Carry that with you. Thank you for showing up this week. And thank you for showing up again and again. I hope this meets you this week. And may you be blessed as you enter into resonance. See you next week. Take great care. How about getting off of these antibiotics? How about stopping eating when I am full of? How about them Some more